Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, Dr. Ray Pastor here, and today I'm talking about um, instructional design portfolio, another discussion about it. So let's talk a little bit about it. All right, and I'll tell you the reason that I'm talking about it. So um, I've always, you know, I, I'm a big Reddit user. And uh, I'm on Reddit all the time, but I don't necessarily, there is an instructional design Reddit, but there's not a lot of users. Probably, I think there's like 13,000 people on it. Actually, let me tell you exactly how many people are on it right now. Let's see. Uh, let's see. I'm going on to Reddit. Instructional design. Yeah, 13,000 people. So, you know, a pretty small subreddit. Um, but I do follow it. I don't comment on it at all. Um if I ever do comment on it, you'll see my name as Ray Pastor PhD or my gaming profile, which is Jujitsu PhD. You know, those are my two names. So that's who I am anyway. I do comment on it every once in a while, but you know, I follow this subreddit and read it and see the advice that's offered on there. And there's a lot of discussion about the instructional design portfolio and the importance of it. And I want to talk a little bit about that. I just did a video like last week or something, a, a live session where I talked about like the, the portfolio itself and like creating it and stuff like that. Um, but I wanted to go back into this topic because I've seen some interesting discussion on Reddit over the weekend and over the last few days. So I want to talk about it. So the first thing I guess I want to say about the ID portfolio is an instructional design portfolio is a very important component of you getting a job. You have to have a portfolio. Um, here's what I'm seeing in Reddit. I'm getting, I mean, I'm literally, you know, I'm not going to read. Oh, yeah, you know, what? I will. I'll, I'll read some actual posts. Um, what people are saying, um, things that I'm seeing. Um, let's see. Yeah, here we go. Right here. Perfect. I'll read what someone wrote. Oh, and you know what I'm noticing? It's the same person writing the same thing. I re recommend a bit of digging on this sub. At a high level, a portfolio is going to trump a degree any day of the week unless you want to go into higher ed. It would be a good investment to save your money on a fancy degree and learn via YouTube or LinkedIn, Reddit, etc. You'll save a lot of money and get a job a lot faster. That's literally their comment. They literally, this guy or girl, recommends going onto YouTube, which I do love YouTube for learning stuff, developing a portfolio, and you will get a job. Then someone commented. I just posted this in another, but you're estimate, overestimating the power of a portfolio. I just sat on an interview process in my company. We had... Hey, how you doing? We had 63 resumes and there was no way we were looking for that many portfolios. The resume was the first step. Then we narrowed it down to uh, four people and looked at their portfolio. So basically what I'm seeing in this subreddit, thank you. I love the headband too. Uh, <clears throat> I got, uh, me and my kids wear these all the time. We have a, like, I have like a, so I started doing, and I'm totally off topic now. <clears throat> I started doing martial arts with my kids and we wear, these are their, uh, what they get as their promotions. 
So I have these, I ordered tons of these from Amazon, like all kinds of different colors and stuff. So I have tons of wristbands and headbands now. And I wear them all the time because they're super comfortable. Um, Cause that's like, it's like we have our own like home-based karate cause I'm big in jujitsu and MMA. So I've been teaching them over COVID and that's how their promotions are different colored bands. Cause I didn't want to do belts cause we're not like an official school or anything like that. Anyway, back to the ID portfolio. <clears throat> um, so I've been seeing this discussion on Reddit where people, I mean, as I just read, this person is literally recommending you go to YouTube, learn articulate, put it together, and you will be an instructional designer and you will get a job. And I'm noticing that it's the same person saying it over and over again, a lot. And then I'm seeing people commenting and responding to them saying, look, the portfolio is only one component of your interview process and it's not the first thing they look at. So let me talk to you about my interview process when I, uh, I can tell you my experiences as being interviewed, but I haven't had to apply for an ID job for the last 11 years now that I'm a professor, but I do apply for ID contracts all the time and have to get clients. And I have like, I have four clients right now alone that I'm doing projects with. Um, and in addition to that, I'm hiring instructional designers to work on my projects. Um, so I can tell you exactly where the portfolio falls in and how important or unimportant it is. So the first thing that happens when I put a call out, I just did this last week. I had to ask people, um, I asked a bunch of my alumni, I said, I have a need for an instructional designer. This is a small project. And this project that I just hired for is 100% development. And uh, basically what I need is I need someone who's going to do some develop. They've got to develop some videos for me. So portfolio is super important. I've got probably 30 different people just from my alumni network that have... Um, contacted me and said, Hey, I want to take, I can, I would like to a chance to take on this project. So I've got like, let's say I have like 30 people. I didn't count them. It could be like 22 or it could be like 41. I know I'm just guesstimating that I have 30. Um, but there was a lot of emails that I have to go through and respond to. And I haven't done it yet. Cause the, I'm still waiting on some details from the client before I really hire someone. Um, but my first step in that process was to look at everyone's resume. You, do you think that I have time to go through 30 portfolios? No, I don't. Nobody does. Never, ever, ever when I was working, did we ever look at anything but the resume as the first starting ground. So and I can tell you a funny story. I was at MetLife. We, had, we were hiring for a process engineer and we had probably 500 resumes. Um, do you think I went through and wanted to see any work from 500 different people? I can also tell you that I'm on a search committee. I Well, I've been on a number of search committees at the university, like hiring professors. And I, I need to see like their grant work and their, their research and all their stuff. But when I get like 110 applicants for a position, I'm looking at the resume and narrowing it down from there. So first step of getting an instructional design job is your resume. That's the first step. And the things that matter on your resume, degree, work experience, stuff you've done. That's what matters. 
That's the stuff I need to see. If you don't have that stuff, you're not going to, I'm not even going to get a chance to look at your portfolio. In fact, I'm not looking at a portfolio until I've narrowed it down to like maybe two people, three people, maybe a huge, huge, huge project, like a, a big search. I might do interview 10 people. Um, but that's where I'm actually going to look at your portfolio. Your portfolio is not getting you the interview because no one's looking at it before that happens. You think a hiring manager is going to look at like 90 portfolios when they have 90 resumes in front of them? Heck no. And let me tell you another thing about the portfolio. It's super easy to create. I can teach my son in fourth grade to create something in articulate or captivate that looks really pretty and nice. He can probably create it better than I can because he's a kid and has a cool imagination. So that portfolio, when, when I narrow it, let's just put it this way. When I narrow it down to three to five people for a job or one to two people, each one of them is going to have a very good, equally good portfolio. That's it. They're all going to have a good portfolio. So that's not what's going to win you the job at that point. Let me tell you what wins you the job at that point. So I've went through resumes. I've narrowed it down, let's say 10 people. I went through the 10 portfolios. They all were good portfolios because they probably are. When I've narrowed it down that much based on degree and experience, they probably all have a pretty good portfolio, good projects. I know they can all do the project I'm asking for, right? So... At that point, your interview is what's going to get you the job. How well can you articulate what you've done? How well can you communicate to me that you can identify instructional problems and that you understand how to take different theory out there in the field and actually apply it to something? Uh, do you understand like how to talk to clients? I can tell you one of the, the reasons that I get clients um, when I'm talking to them in a meeting before I've written my proposal is that I can articulate to them how every single thing that I'm telling them is backed up by research and that I have numbers to back up that research. So I can tell them how much a difference things are going to make. I can tell them why it's going to make a difference. And that's what gets me clients. So when I'm doing that interview, I'm going to be able to tell that? Do I want this person I'm interviewing to communicate with a client? Can they talk to them professionally? Like, sure. I'm in, you know, I'm doing these videos right now and I get a little goofy. I'm wearing like a headband and I've got like this, my sheet green screen behind me and stuff like that. But like when I'm talking to a client, I'm dressed professionally and have like my virtual background on and stuff. And so at the interview, what does the person look like? Like, what are they doing? Like, do, are they acting professional is what I'm trying to say. Can this person meet with a client virtually? Can this person, you know, all that good stuff. That's what gets you the job. So I'm a little disappointed in the subreddit that someone is saying, just go to YouTube. I don't understand how you'd really get a job just doing that. Um, I, I think it's a little far-fetched. And the thing is, you know, someone, as I said, so this person said, you know, it'd be a good investment to save your money on a degree and learn via YouTube to create a portfolio. So, and someone posted, hey, I just said on an interview process, we had 63 resumes. There's no way we were looking through that many portfolios. 
Okay, so this person agrees. Then this person comments again and basically says, I agree with you. So they went from save your money on a degree and just learn how to articulate via YouTube to someone calling them out on it to then saying true, <laughs> agree. In one second, they agreed. And then they said, the reason they recommend that is because, um, <laughs> awesome, wearing the colors of your country. Well, wait, that red, white, and blue, is that a, a United States or a different country? Because <laughs> I know there are a bunch of countries that have those colors. Um, but basically what they do is they come back and say, what you're saying is accurate. Um, the reason that they... they suggest people do this is because so many people who are K to 12 educators come in and don't understand business. So that was their reason, but I don't know. I don't get it. I see it. I get the feeling on that, that forum that that's what they're, you know, really pushing is for people just to, just to create a, uh, just to look on YouTube and create some articulate stuff and call yourself an instructional designer, which I find very, I don't know how you'd get a job doing that, to be honest with you. I just don't get it. So <clears throat> that's my rant for the day. It's not a rant. I just wanted to update y'all. Um, oh, cool. So the Netherlands. Gotcha. Netherlands are a cool, cool area, <clears throat> cool country. <clears throat> Always wanted to go and out to that part of the world at some point. Um, but anyway, that's... Uh, that's my, you know, discussion on just an update on that. I just think it's, it's fascinating the discussion that I'm seeing and the fact that I, I talk to companies and, and ask them what's important. You know, I have a corporate advisory board for my master's program where we talk to them and ask them like, what are you looking for? What do you need? What, what kind of interview questions are you guys asking? What kind of, what do you expect of your candidates? And while they all say a portfolio, it's only, it's one small component of getting a job one small component, one piece of a puzzle. Your resume is what even gets you the interview. I don't look at portfolio until the interview or I'm going to interview someone, but I've already narrowed it down from the resume. If you don't have that on there, you can create the most beautiful portfolio in the world, but guess what? It's not going to get you an interview because all the other people that applied for the job also have a really pretty portfolio. It's super easy to make. It's simple. That's the easiest part of being an instructional designer is the development work. It's the easiest part. <laughs> oh, exactly. Someone just said, I watched Dr. Pimple Popper. I'm now a dermatologist. It's the same thing. Like, like, yes, I can diagnose a cold from people. I can tell people, I, I know, I know tons of stuff. I love medicine and I have lots of things about like biology and medicine and stuff like that. But I would not apply, I mean, because it'd be illegal to apply for a medical job because there's an actual, you know, that would be something, it's a little different, but um, state, a little higher stakes. So there are some laws you'd be breaking, but exactly. Like I would not go and apply for a medical position without getting a medical degree and passing the, the correct tests and knowing that I, I know the correct medical knowledge. Because the problem with me looking things up themselves, and you know, we, we talk about this, we talk about the internet as something that 
well, now people can learn everything they want to. No, we've always been able to learn everything we want to by going to the library. When I was a little kid and there was no internet, I mean, there was an internet when I was in middle school, so it's not like I had that much time without one. But, uh, and people didn't really have it at their house. Maybe I was like freshman, sophomore in high school when people started having it at home. Um, but I had it in middle school at my house, so it wasn't like that far away. But you could always go to the library and learn whatever you wanted to learn, all kinds of stuff. The internet just makes that a little easier because it's right in front of your face. But the problem with self-learning is that you don't necessarily know that you got everything correct. There's no like verification that you got it correct and there's no one like checking. So like when we build, like when you build a master's program in instructional design, man, I can just tell you how my program's built. Like we've built it with other professionals in the field, in industry and in professional organizations who have come and validated our program competencies so that we've taught them all. So how do you, how do you get that when you're doing it yourself? You can't get it. And unfortunately, it's just like me dying, saying the same thing with medicine. So let me, and now obviously medicine is much more high stakes, but let me give you an example. I've read everything about the common cold that there is. I know everything about the common cold. And a person comes to me and I say that I can diagnose the common cold. Person comes to me and tells me all their symptoms. And I look at them and I say, you know, you have a common cold. But what, you know, I, but what, didn't happen in that common cold discussion is that I didn't realize, should I ask them or be concerned about a sore neck? Because a sore stiff neck could actually indicate something more serious like meningitis. Or did I feel all the correct lymph nodes? Because maybe they had a lymph node right here, which was popped up, which signifies something different that I wasn't aware of. Why? Because I taught myself how to diagnose the cold. I didn't understand all the things surrounding it that I also needed to understand. Same thing with instructional design. Um, maybe the stakes aren't as high. Like I'm not going to, someone's not going to potentially like be injured because of it, but I could cost a company a lot of money. Um, and I could do things incorrectly. It's one of the reasons there's so much bad e-learning out there. Why it's really just most e-learning that I look at is just flashcards. Just interactive flashcards. That's all it is. There's no actual learning taking place in it. So you have an accordion menu in Articulate. That doesn't equate to learning. <laughs> accordion menu doesn't mean learning. Like how are you getting people? You, all you're doing is presenting information interactively. Presenting does not equal, um, you know, pre presenting does not necessarily equal um, uh learning. So, you know, that's something to think about. So just something to think about some, some good stuff to, to take in. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, I, I need to have a good discussion on here and come into a video where I start talking about like the college degree. And I've done that in other times. I, I actually have done that a couple times, but really, you know, big analytical discussion where I bring in some data and stuff. And I do have some thoughts about it. Um, but you, it's very difficult to know what you don't know without someone else helping you. That's one of the reasons you have faculty and you have facilitators and people guiding you through a process um, that takes courses and stuff is that you start to realize what you need to know. You know, 
I've, I've been in the field long enough to realize that I don't know everything about it, that I'm always going to consistently learn new stuff. But I understand the system of the field. I understand the basic courses and curriculum and the, the basic theories and how they all were started up, which I find fascinating and I'm interested in, like the, the history of things, like why did we create this theory and that and, and stuff. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's my, uh, that's my little talk for today. So, uh, yeah, just, uh, I think it's an interesting topic. I think it's something that I'm going to keep monitoring in the subreddit. And I did add a few, one or two comments today on people just kind of questioning that whole, while the portfolio is important, man, to say that that's what gets you a job is a little crazy. I mean, I have 10 people probably out of those 30 that's just sent me their resume, my alumni who all have really good portfolios. Like that's not going to separate them. And in fact, they all are going to have master's degrees too, because they're all alumni from my program. What's going to separate them is their experience. And when I talk to them, just the, their emails, like, what did they say? The, how do I want to do it? Does this person going to be able to interact well with the client? Like that's really the, one of the most important things because I know they're all qualified. So it, you know, it becomes hard to narrow people down, but you do do it and you have to do it. Just things to think about, just good stuff to always reflect upon. And I'm sure I'll come back to this topic a bunch. And I like to just re, you know, come back to topics and see if I learn new things about it and all that kind of stuff. So it's always good to have this kind of open dialogue in the field and stuff like that. So anyway, guys um, and girls, people, everyone, um, I hope you all have a good day. Um, it's actually nice outside here. I am going to take a break and go for a run before lunchtime. And then I have an interview this afternoon. So I'm doing an interview on my channel this afternoon. So I don't think I probably won't post it. I'll either post it tonight or tomorrow, but it's with uh, Dr. Jana Robertson. She is a professor at UNCW, but she does something really cool. And it's a little different than stuff that I talk about all the time. So she does a lot of art for the community as kind of like her job. That's what, like, that's like her research and her service is that she does a lot of art for the community and like looking at how does that art impact like people's lives and stuff. It's really interesting and fascinating. So as you know, I love painting. I love art. I do it myself as a hobby, but I think her work is really interesting. And I want to talk to her, not just about her work, but like, does it count for her job? And how did she like, how do you start? How do you do something like that or get into something like that? So um, it'll be interesting to talk to her. So I'm talking to her this afternoon and I'll post her interview either tonight or tomorrow. So definitely look out for that. And uh, later, everybody have a good day and good week.